0: When a merchant finds a pearl of great price, he goes out and sells all that he has and buys it. We all have these pearls or treasures in our life. We, have all the, we all have these things that we hold near and dear to our hearts that almost seem to define us at times. These things or even relationships that we would give almost anything to keep And not lose. This morning, we have the opportunity to pause, reflect, and ask ourselves what are these pearls in our own life? Again, those treasures that seem to define us, those things are relationships that we would never want to voluntarily give away. Hopefully, as we reflect, we realize they're not our cars, it's not our boats not our hobbies but it's really our faith it's our church our family and even those close friends who mean so very much to us and for me as i reflect i realize one recent pearl that has come into my life is actually this parish i have been with you for two months and i have loved giving homilies through daily mass being with you on sundays greeting you after Mass each Sunday, going to some of your houses, and even beautifully baptizing some of your children and bearing some of your parents. It's been a great opportunity for me, and I've really enjoyed being here. But sadly, this is my last weekend with you at this parish. The summer is ending for me, and I will soon have to return to St. Louis, Missouri, where I go to seminary. And although I'm sad to have to leave i'm very excited for this is my last year of school and in 10 months i'll be ordained just down the street at the cathedral in mid-june but again there is some sadness as us seminarians have to pick up and move as we do every summer and again this has been a treasure for me at corpus because i really see that it's more than just people coming here on sunday to be together but it really is you want to be together and you're really here for each other that's been a beautiful gift for me to see but before I leave there is something I want to share with you all and it is part of my vocation story and it's a big part of my life story and it involves one of the most precious pearls in my own life and at the time it defined me and it was a pearl that I would have done almost anything not to lose Growing up in Minot, I had the great gift of growing up with my family, with my brothers, and even with my identical twin, Nathan. And Nathan is a Hebrew word, it means gift from God. And Nathan was really a gift to me and my entire family. And growing up, uh, Nathan was only two minutes older than me. And growing up, he made sure I knew that, that I never forgot that he was the boss because he was older. And even when we were just a couple years old, Nathan was kind of the lead speaker, and he'd introduce us. And he would say, I'm Nathan, and this is Nate Nate. In other words, this is Nathan number two. And it was kind of comical, but my parents put a stop to it because they wanted everyone wanted to make sure they knew that I was Eric. But this and, this and other things really allowed me to see that there's something mysterious and special about twins. Many of us have twins in our own life, and we can see that part of me lives in the other, and the other really lived in me, that Nathan and I really shared this life. And we were the best of friends, and this continued for about for 14 years. But one night, shortly after beginning high school, the tranquil and perfect life that I thought I had ended forever. My twin and best friend Nathan was diagnosed with a rare childhood cancer and after two and a half years of countless radiation surgeries and chemotherapy treatment he passed away in my junior year of high school and my, my, this tranquil life I had really changed forever or so I thought and I do not tell you this story, I do not share this about you, about me with you on my last weekend to be depressing or dreary. Rather, I, I share this with you because really the rest of the story is really a story of hope. And I was able to witness a resurrection in my own twin's life and even experience a miracle in my own heart. For this time of trial and suffering became a time in which my twin Nathan really became a saint in which he began to offer up all his suffering to Jesus and the conversion of sinners. And like the stories of saints that we hear, those who suffered well, especially Michelle Dupong, who is right now under investigation for sainthood. She's from North Dakota. Like them, Nathan suffered a lot, but he would never complain about his own suffering. And he would be always quick to remind us that someone had it worse, that someone was suffering more. And Nathan would always, during treatments, find another child who had cancer, go to them and try and comfort them, and remind them that there was hope. And growing up in high school, this was a beautiful example to me of our faith. But most importantly, Nathan taught me what is most important in life, what this main pearl in our life should be. Nathan taught me that he wanted more than anything to do God's will. He wanted the Father's will to take place in his heart and in his life. And during that time, my family and I would pray countless rosaries, divine mercy chaplets, novenas, that Nathan would be healed. Our ultimate goal is for Nathan to be healed. But usually pretty frustrating to my family and me, Nathan would always add in at the end of the prayer, only if it is your will that I be healed. That only if it's your will, Father, that I be healed, do I want you to heal me. And Nathan taught me that he was not afraid to give everything to God. Nathan had trust because by the Holy Spirit, he knew that God really didn't want us to ultimately suffer. That God ultimately doesn't want us to lose loved ones, doesn't want us to have cancer. So much so that he actually sent his own son to be with us in the suffering. And Nathan taught me that God doesn't take pleasure in seeing us suffer. Rather, Nathan reminded me and my family, as we just heard from the letter of the Romans from St. Paul, that all things work for the good for those who love God. All things, even cancer, loss of loved ones, our own sufferings, although we may not understand them now, they will eventually bring a good healing for others, and even our own salvation. If we reunite this to Christ, either in our prayers, and even more importantly, at the altar during mass, that during the time of the offertory, we actually, in the silence of our hearts, bring our sufferings and tell Jesus what's bothering us. And although my twin died, I can see that through his example of faith and trust in his prayers, he not only became a saint, we also changed so many people in our, own, in our own family. And personally, after he died, being a junior in high school, I started going to adoration more. And it was in that silence of prayer that Jesus made it more clear to me that I was supposed to be a priest. So I really offer my, vo- I, yeah, I see that Nathan had a huge part in my vocation. Many of my cousins have come back to the faith, and my family continues to hear countless stories of the ways over the years that Nathan has really continued to help them. And even a few months ago my mom and I were talking about all the prayers that we had offered, all the desires for miracles that hope Nathan would be physically healed. And in conversation we realized that we still miss Nathan. We still miss our loved ones. And we still don't fully understand why he suffered, why he had to die of cancer. But we were both filled with a sense of peace and consolation that God, in fact, had really heard our prayers. And although we had prayed for a miracle for Nathan to be healed, we realized that God had really beautifully healed us through Nathan. That this miracle that we had prayed for had really come true just differently than we had thought. And in the last few weeks, we've heard many parables of the kingdom. We have heard a lot about weeds and soil and thorns. And today we are left with the image that God allows the thorns, he allows the weeds in our life not to destroy our our treasures, our pearls, but really to reorder them and bless them in a new way. From my twins' experience and probably many of your loved ones, we can see that the weed of cancer actually allowed my twin and probably your loved ones to spiritually bloom. In the end, what was, what was left was a pearl tested in fire, not destroyed or ruined, but really polished and made it as an example for others to see. And God doesn't take away these pearls. Nathan is still my best friend, and I did not really lose him. For the suffering that he went through and I went through is actually the means of my own ministry now, and even the means of my own salvation. So as we stop and reflect about these own pearls in our life, let us not be afraid of whatever weeds may come. Let us live our lives with faith and trust that God will work all things for our good, as St. Paul reminds us. And through these weeds, let us have confidence that the Holy Spirit can do something beautiful in all of us. But please know my prayers for you all, and please keep me in your prayers as well. Thank you.